Hello everybody, hello and welcome. Welcome to 2024, New Year. Technically, when I'm recording this episode, it is still 2023, but I'm going to release it in 2024. So I feel I can say that. I can say welcome to the new year and may this be the best year of your life. Like for real, make it the best year of your life in every possible way that you can. May 2024 be the best year for all of us in every possible way. But I must say that I actually really liked 2023. So 2024 will have a lot to live up to, but I'm absolutely certain that it will be the best year of my life because I will make it so. But 2023 was a beautiful year for me, a very special year. I feel that it was the first year in my life when I really, truly, deeply, to the bone, embodied, felt and embodied the idea that it is safe to be me. And it was the year when I felt it, embodied it, and then I felt the consequences of what it actually means that it is safe to be me. And I would like today's episode to be exactly about that, that it is safe to be me, it is safe to be you. And what I mean by that, what it means that it is safe and what it means to be you, what it means to be me. I mean, technically you are always you, you cannot be anybody else and that is true. So I want to build today's episode around that. And I would like to start with a story. It was September 2023 in the evening and I decided to do a walking meditation, a walking meditation from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm going to just tell tell you very briefly what it is about. So Dr. Joe Dispenza and his team, they have this project that is called Walk for the World. And the idea is that you walk with an intention of bringing change to the world. And it is a walking meditation, which means that you have uh, this meditation on your phone, you have headphones, and you listen to the guided meditation, you listen to the music, and you walk. You can just walk wherever you want, through your neighborhood, for example. This is what I did in September 2023. It was the first time I did this meditation. And it's a beautiful meditation, by the way. Maybe I will even leave you the link to um, to download it. It's completely for free. Uh, and it's such a beautiful process that really opened me up a lot into to this feeling that it is safe to be me. But I want to tell you the whole story. So it was evening. It was already getting a little bit dark. And I decided that, okay, I'm doing this meditation. And it has a couple of stages. So the first, the first stage is that... You are standing with your eyes closed and then you listen to something, you embody it. Then there is the part when you walk with your eyes open, obviously. And then half time in that meditation, you stop again when the voice tell, in, in the recording tells you to stop. You stop again wherever you are, you close your eyes again and you go through some process with your eyes closed and then you open your eyes and you walk again. And I decided to just walk around my neighborhood. Mm, 
I, at that time, I was living in Mosfosbeid in Iceland, and that was like a super quiet, almost like boring neighborhood. Nothing ever happening there. Super safe. So I felt super safe to walk there, even after dark. There was almost anybody ever there. Uh, maybe some people walking their dogs or something like this. So I put the headphones on, started the meditation, and I was walking, and then the the voice in the, in the headphones, the part of the meditation came when they tell me to stop, to stop now, close your eyes and put your hands on your heart. And the moment when I had to stop, it was when I was next to the school and it was way past the, you know, school hours, it was in the evening. But still, there were some kids or teenagers, like young teenagers on their bikes somewhere around that school, uh, not so far away from, from me. With, with, we were not that far away from each other. So I stopped and I closed my eyes, but I started to feel a little uncomfortable. I started to think like, oh my God, what are they thinking about me? That I'm some weird lady obviously listen, listening to something because I had this huge headphones on and I'm just suddenly stopping and just standing on the sidewalk a little bit to the side of the sidewalk so not blocking the, the sidewalk but still standing on the sidewalk with my eyes closed with my hands on my heart and breathing deeply so I started to feel a little bit apprehensive and I started to to feel that I probably look stupid or maybe they are making fun of me or maybe they are, taking, they are taking a video of me or something like this but I still allowed myself to feel all that. I didn't I didn't open my eyes and I didn't walk away. I allowed myself to feel all that, all that and I'm very grateful for that because that led me to quite a deep process. And that process <laughs> started with these teenagers and their bikes. And you know, the truth might be that they completely ignored me, that they didn't even see me or they didn't pay attention. But in my mind, it grew up to such a big story around that, that they are probably making fun of me. And then with my eyes closed, I could hear somebody walking their dog just passing right by me. And again, I had this thought like, oh my God, I probably look so stupid and these people are probably thinking things about me and making fun of me. And then, like, I have no idea how this happened because it was really, it was evening, it was late. There was supposed to like, be nobody there. But I could hear a bus just driving by and stopping right next to me like a full-on forking bus. <laughs> And then I was like, oh my goodness, are there people in this bus? Like, is it just a driver? And I started to, something like really started to grow in me, this kind of feeling that, again, I'm making a fool of myself. They are probably thinking things about me. And at the same time, it was happening simultaneously. It's this beautiful law of simultaneity, I call it, that, that you can have simultaneously experience different feelings and hold yourself in different states at the same time. So on one hand, I felt a little stressed, I felt a little weird, I felt shy, I felt judged. Even though I didn't know if anybody was judging me, maybe nobody was. I was judging myself for being weird. And at the same time, I felt super good, I felt super connected, I felt deeply touched because, you know, as I was standing and holding my heart in my hands, 
there was still this voice in my headphones guiding me through a very deep process and I totally went into that process. So my feelings of being watched or being judged, they didn't take me out of that process. So simultaneously I was experiencing these two things, holding myself beautifully in this, really holding my heart and just allowing myself to go through the process of feeling weird or feeling judged, knowing that I can hold myself in this and that I can go deeply into this. And at some point, when I was just starting to feel kind of like more and more safe and I just started to like relax into the feeling and just feel that it's okay even if people are watching I'm not doing anything wrong I'm I'm not doing anything illegal uh, maybe somebody who watches me feels inspired maybe they're thinking oh what is this lady doing or maybe they are thinking that it's just so beautiful to just to just stand randomly in the middle of the night with your uh, hands on your heart so I started to ease myself a little bit into the feeling that it is okay what I'm doing that I'm, I remember that I has had these thoughts that you are not hurting anybody, Magdalena. You are not doing anything bad. On the contrary, you are doing something beautiful. You are walking for the world. You are walking for change. You are expanding your heart. Your love is growing. You are doing a beautiful thing. And then out of a sudden, I had this voice in my head. I know this voice very well. It's this kind of this very powerful voice that just comes drops a sentence and disappears and if you listened to the very very first episode of touchful podcast that was exactly the same voice that told me that i should learn lomi lomi nui that it would be a good thing to learn that so that voice came to my consciousness and told me it is safe to be you dropped that sentence and disappeared and I was left with that sentence, holding my heart in my hands and just repeating to myself almost obsessively like a mantra. It is safe to be me. It is safe to be me. It is safe to be me. And I could feel that this sentence was sinking into my body, that I was like a sponge and I was just like absorbing the the energy and the true meaning of that sentence and i want to invite you to do it now if you can if you are not driving a car if you if you can do it right now whatever you're doing if you can stop it for a moment maybe you listen to me like on a walk or you are cleaning or something if you can stop it, then please do. If not, then just continue listening and you can do it later. But if you can stop whatever you are doing, then please do it now. And close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. You can put both hands on your heart. I really also like it. Like it. And I feel like I'm securely holding my heart in my hands. And say to yourself, it is safe to be me. You can say it in your own language. If English is not your first language, then maybe you want to say it in your own language. It is safe to be me. And it's not about trying to convince yourself that is true or not. 
it is just about meeting yourself with curiosity and seeing what this sentence does to you. Or maybe if you are unable to do it right now, because maybe you're driving a car or you're doing something that uh, doesn't allow you to do that exercise with me, or if you don't want to, if something stops you, if something blocks you, if you feel that it's weird to do that, then allow me to say this to you and allow yourself to feel how it lands in you, where it lands, how it feels. It is safe to be you. It is safe to be you. Oh, beloved one, it is safe to be you. And again, it is not about convincing you that it is true or not. It is about allowing you to experience this, allowing you to feel how it lands, where it lands. What is your immediate response from your mind or from your body? Because my immediate response at that time, when I heard that voice in my head, that it is safe to be me. Sorry, I need a sip of tea. Mm. So my immediate response was tears coming to my eyes. And I really felt like, like crying and maybe you know if you listen to my podcast that I really um, pay attention to the moments when I feel like crying because I feel and I believe that tears reveal truth that when I feel tears coming to my eyes then I know that it is true that something touches me so deeply touches me to the core and that sentence at that time it touched me so deeply and then this, the second part of the meditation came when you walk again and again you are being guided and there is beautiful music and beautiful voice and I walked with that feeling that it is safe to be me and what are the implications of that? I started to and not to think, I want you to understand that it was not happening in my head, even though my mind was very active, my mind usually is very active, but it was not happening just in my head, it was happening in my whole body, in my system, in my nervous system, in my muscles, in my bones, in my energy system, that it is safe to be me, oh my god, it is safe to be me, and what does it even mean, how would I walk if I knew that it is safe to be me? How would I live if I knew that it is safe to be me? How would I speak? How would I work? How would I communicate with my clients, with my family, with my parents, with my sister, with my friends, with strangers on the street? How would I show up in social media? How would I show up in life if I knew that it is safe to be me? So that meditation, that walking meditation in September 2023 ended up to be one of the most powerful, deeply transformational experiences of my life. When I 
embodied the concept that I knew, I knew it in my mind before that experience. If you asked me, is it safe to be you? Is it okay to be you? I would be, of course, like, of course it's safe to be me. Of course it's okay. Of course we should be ourselves. I can only be myself. But that would be more of a mind talk that I would knew from my mind that it was true. But on that night, during that meditation, I felt it in my nervous system for the first time. My nervous system felt that it is safe to be me. And the consequences and the implications of that, I can still feel them to this day. I feel like that night really shifted something in me. <sighs> I need a breath. So I would like to tell you a little bit about how I understand this sentence, how I how I unwrap the meaning of the sentence, that it is safe to be me. And I want to start with me. It is safe to be you. So I want to start with you. And who is me and who is you? Because like I said, on one hand, I am always myself. I am not anybody else. You are always you. You are not your neighbor. You are yourself. So what does it, what it even means? that it is safe to be me or it is safe to be you. And the way I feel it is that first and foremost, this mantra, this sentence is inviting me to get to know me, to get to know myself. It is safe to be me. It is safe to be true me the truest, the most natural, the most raw, the unconditioned, the most natural me. It is safe to be that. But first, I need to know who I am. And again, it sounds so cliche, but I need to know this person who is me, who I am under the conditioning, under all these labels. There was this really important and emotional episode for me about what the school system did to me. And one of the things that I was telling you was that at some point I had so many labels on myself that I, I had no idea who I was anymore. And I feel that it happens often to us humans. Maybe not to everybody, but definitely to so many of us. Definitely happened to me that through the conditioning that I get from my family, from my parents, from, from the society, from the media, from school, from all over, from everything, everybody seems to know better how you should live your life. Some gurus are telling you that you should do this and not do that. Eat this and not that. Be this and not that. Everybody seems to know things about you and how to live your life. And this is conditioning. So who are you under this? Who are you when you are naked? When you are metaphorically naked? When you take off all the masks? When you take down your armor? When you rip off all these labels that are on you 
what is left? Wh who is this person? When I asked myself this question, I realized that, that I had no idea. And I asked this question a couple of months before that, that fateful evening in September. I remember that, again, it was 2023, one of the most important years of my life. But I think it was spring, early spring. And I went through some deep event, like deep moments, like deep... Uh, I don't want to say healing, I somehow am a little bit apprehensive to this word, word today, but I went through some deep stuff. And I ended up with a conclusion that, that I actually don't know myself. That I, that, I, that I don't know what I really want. I don't know what I really like. I don't know what my deepest desires are, my heart's deepest desires, what are my soul's deepest desires that I don't know it. I don't know that person. And that was a very sad realization, but also a very important one. So what I started to do is just, I made a decision that I want to get to know that person. I want to get to know that person, that Magdalena. And I started a practice that I called sitting with my human. And essentially it is a it is a meditation. I was meditating and that was a time in my life um, when I started to meditate again regularly. It is like last time I meditated regularly was in my early 20s. And then throughout like next couple of years, I would have like on and off times of meditating and and I would never feel really, 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 really compelled to do that. Until that moment, until that time when I realized that I don't know that woman that I'd like she's gonna be 35 soon and I don't know her. So I started to sit with her, to sit with myself, to sit with Magdalena. And I was imagining this as if I was sitting with a best friend or if I was sitting with somebody that I maybe don't know that well, but I really want to get to know them. So I approached myself with utmost curiosity and utmost compassion as I would approach somebody who I really want to make friends with, who I really want to get to know better. And in practice, it looked very simple that I was just, was it was one of the first things that I would do in the morning. I would just maybe make myself a cup of tea or a cup of cacao and I would just sit I would just sit. I, I wouldn't call it meditation because I was, I had a lot of expectations around that word at that time. So I wouldn't call it meditation. I was calling it sitting with my human or sitting with myself. And I would literally sit. I would put an, um, a timer for 30 minutes and I would just sit with myself. Very often with my eyes closed but sometimes also with my eyes open. But the rule was that I am not doing anything at that time. So there was no, you know, checking the phone, nothing like this. Um, but I was, I was allowed, I allowed myself to uh, every now and then to write things down. So I would, I would almost 
have like a conversation with myself, asking myself really deep and honest questions. Like I would ask somebody who I want to get to know better. And I allowed these questions to land in me, to really receive that question. And I was inviting that human, the Magdalena, to really answer honestly and truthfully, knowing that it is essentially me talking with myself, that nobody else witnesses that. And sometimes I had these conversations with myself, but sometimes it was just sitting with myself in silence. Like, probably, I hope you do, that you maybe have this experience, like if you know somebody really well, and you can just sit with that person, and you don't even need to talk, because it just feels good to be in silence. So I started to have these moments with myself as well, when it just felt good to just sit with myself. And my thoughts were not even wandering anywhere. I was just sitting with myself, and I remember because it was spring, so it was getting warmer and warmer. And it was just so nice to see outside and have the sun on my face. And I would do it relentlessly. Every day I would wake up earlier if that was the need. But I was dedicated to get to know myself. To get to know what I really like. What are my real dreams? Not something that... I believe is possible for me, or not something that I believe that I desire, but what I really want, really deeply, truly, like, like a child that wants something from the Santa and knows that everything is possible. What are my real values? Not the values that I had when I was 20, because that was different time of my life and I was a different person. So it kind of felt like I was uploading the updated version of myself, getting to know myself, sitting with my human. So this is something that I invite you to do. Don't call it meditation if you don't want to, if you don't like meditating, if you feel that you are not good at meditating, that meditation is boring or, or you just get frustrated then don't call it meditation. I was not calling that meditation. I genuinely wanted to sit with my human and get to know myself better. And it started in spring, like, like I got obsessed about it. I would sit, I would journal, I would ask myself really deep questions, and I would not avoid deep answers. Sometimes it meant holding myself through a lot of grief. Sometimes it would mean holding myself through some sadness. Sometimes it would mean holding myself through anger, through disappointment, through all kinds of these things. But at that time, I was absolutely able to do that. So I also understand that to be able to do that, to sit with yourself, you need to be at a, like a certain moment in life when you feel that you can hold yourself through all kinds of stuff. And sometimes if you feel that you cannot do it on your own, that's why we have therapy. That's why we have people who are trained to do that. There are people who are trained to help you sit with yourself, to hold you through difficult emotions when you cannot do it on your own. 
and I am absolutely all like for therapy if this is something that you need in your life right now um, then I hope that you will be able to get that for me it turned out to be a good choice to just sit with myself and since then I feel that my whole life at, like at this moment definitely I can say that that my whole life is dedicated to being me to, to getting to know me, to releasing the conditioning. And everything that I do, I do it with intention to get to know me, the real me. Because also the truth that I realized when I started to sit with myself is that there were two versions of me. One Magdalena that was the real Magdalena, the true Magdalena. And the truth is always something that is in this very moment, in this famous here and now, lies the truth. And that was the true me. But there was also another Magdalena, somebody who I thought I was. So my feeling is that there is you, who you really are, who you really are. And you are here and you are now. And this is who you really are in this very moment, in deep truth. And there is also somebody who you think you are. And my observation of myself and of other people, and I work a lot with people, my observation is that we quite often go into the version of who I think I am. Because I was like that yesterday, because I was like that a week ago, because I was like that 10 years ago. So I assume that I am like this today. I, I recreate the past constantly instead of allowing the present moment to just unfold itself. So one of the consequences, one of the biggest consequences of me getting relentlessly curious of who I really am instead of trying to replicate who I think I am is that it turned out that in many situations, on many occasions, I am different. I am somebody, like, if I really allow myself to act from truth and not from conditioning, then it turns out that I am a completely different person. Somebody, somebody who is not who I thought I was, but the true me very often, not always, but very often the true me really surprised me. My true reactions, my true desires, not sugar-coated, not conditioned, but my, my, my deepest truth, my, my deepest desires of my heart, they very often surprised me and they keep surprising me to this day. <laughs> And up to this day, I keep checking with myself. Is it the true me or is it somebody that I think that I am? And very often I land in this area of, oh, I think I am like this. Because I am conditioned to believe that I am like this. And very often I act like automatically instead of checking myself, what is the truth of this moment? And to act from truth. But I feel that... I get better and better at, at this, at 
acting from truth, from the real desire of my heart, from the from from the depth of my soul. I know that it sounds very like grandiose or maybe esoteric or or whatever, but I cannot find different words to express that. <sighs> I need another sip of tea. So like I said, I feel that my whole life is dedicated to this, to getting to know me. So for example, when I do Lomi, it is quite easy when you, when you look at it from the side, if you observed me doing Lomi, it is quite easy to assume that I do it for somebody else, that I give it for somebody else, because you would see me touching other person, massaging other person with utmost love and compassion and care and presence and just bringing all the good stuff. So it's quite easy to assume that I do it for that person because I want that person to feel good. But that is not true. I do Lomi for myself. Every Lomi session that I do is my own exploration of myself, of my own body, of my boundaries, of how my energy flows, or how my thoughts flow, of how, I'm, how I am able to with, be with myself and with another person at the same time. Am I able to do that? Of me constantly checking with myself, am I acting from truth or am I just automatically repeating something that I already know and repeating something that I think that is truth? The lomis that I do allow me to meet my ego with utmost love and compassion and to see when I want to act from ego and from the feeling that, oh, I'm going to heal you. And that I can meet myself even in difficult moments with, with utmost love and curiosity and compassion. And the most fascinating thing for me, it is not... It is normal. When I think about it, it is normal, but it still fascinates me that when this switched for me, when I started to do Lomi for myself instead of for somebody else, then my Lomi got so much better, so much more powerful and profound. And I hear it from my clients and I hear it from my clients who have been with me for years that very often they can feel the shift, even though they don't understand what the shift is about. And I definitely can feel the shift. And the same with everything else in my life. I do it for myself, to meet myself in truth, to meet myself in curiosity. And again, the paradox is that is that the more I live my life for myself, the better all my relationships are. I've never had so good relationship with my father, for example. We always had this a little bit of a bumpy relationship, I would call that. Not to use a more extreme word. But things were difficult between us. Until some time ago, I just started to really focus on myself and to live for myself without thinking if this would please my father or not. And now I am able to meet him with such love and compassion and curiosity, even knowing that I am maybe not fulfilling all his expectations. It doesn't matter. It, it absolutely doesn't matter. Because I live my life 
for myself because I know that it is safe to be me. Sometimes it's not easy to be me because I might be met with some resistance. Sometimes it means that some relationships would end. And this also happened in my life that some of my relationships changed, some of my relationships ended. But still I feel that my life, since I am dedicated to live it for myself and to get to know myself through everything that I do, that my life has never been better, has never been, has never been more true, has never had more depth in it. And recently, I quite often hear from people, people tell me that I'm shining, that I are, they tell me, oh, you're shining, oh, like this, this change in your life, and by change they mean that I moved to the countryside, that it's serving you so well, or whatever you are doing is just serving you so well, you are shining. And I agree, I sometimes really feel that I'm shining. And what I, like, of course, my mind immediately wants to make an, an, interpre an interpretation of what it means. So I think, that's my hypothesis, that what is shining is that the truth is shining through. That the people who we see as magnetic, people who we see as shining, people who we see as inspirational or charismatic, we see them like this because we see the truth. We see the truth in their actions, we see the truth in their lives, we hear the truth in their words. Because there, there are also many people that inspire me and I see them and I look at them and I, and I feel that they are shining, they are just glowing. And it is because I feel so much truth pouring from them, from whatever they say or whatever they do, I just feel the alignment in their actions. Another time when I see people shining, glowing, is after Lomi Lomi session when they had been lomied for almost two hours and, you know, they went through some processes and ups and downs and they went into their own universes and they came back to the surface, but different. Many of my clients say that it feels like a death and rebirth, that they feel reborn. And when they sit and stand up after the session, I see that they are shining, that they are glowing because, again, it is just my interpretation, kind of like food for the mind, but I like to see it like this. I believe that it is because the truth is shining through, that through Lomi Lomi, they come back to their natural state, to the original state, to just being who they are before some labels appear or before they suddenly remember that they should be like this or like that. They are just naturally who they are. And it is safe and it is beautiful. So that what it means for me to be me, to be truly, deeply me. And I also want to tell you a little bit like around what I understand by that it is safe. Because that is how this sentence came to me that it is safe to be me, it is safe to be you. And I've been feeling a lot and I've been repeating that sentence to myself 
quite a lot and and really diving into the feeling of safety what it means that it is safe to be me what it means that it is safe to be you and i though like the way i feel it when i take a breath and i tell myself that it is safe to be me the word that comes to me is that it is most natural to be me and when i am me and i already explained to you what it means for me to be me so to act from this deep place of curiosity and truth when i am me then then i always say right things i always take right actions because to be me to be in this natural state it feels like to be love to be compassion to be gratitude to be beauty and it is safe it is good and i would even dare to say and i deeply believe it that it is needed it is not only safe to be you it is needed you are needed you in your deepest truth so get to know yourself really deeply be unapologetically truthful with yourself be naked in front of yourself meet your fears meet your traumas meet your desires do it on your own or do it with help with the help of therapy or workshops or even lomi sessions maybe but meet yourself because when you do when you really hold your own heart in your hands and you meet yourself deeply first of all you will feel that it is safe that it is the most natural thing that it is the most natural state and secondly you will feel that it is needed that this is what this world needs right now i very often say that and i'm going to repeat that and repeat that and repeat that that i really believe that life is simple that this universe is organized in a very beautiful and neat and simple way and things might might not always look easy but i really believe that the nature of the universe and the nature of everything is very simple and my belief is that if everybody was just themselves just forking themselves without trying to be anybody else without trying to please anybody without even trying to please yourself without trying to fit into the box that you were never meant to fit in if everybody knew themselves deeply to the core to the bone if everybody was themselves then we would live in a paradise then we would live in a beautiful harmonious world and it is not like this because we are constantly trying to be somebody that we deeply don't want to be but it is also a part of like like suddenly i had this thought that it is like it is fun of being human to kind of like trying to get to know yourself i feel that when we are babies and when we are little children then we are ourselves when you watch a little child a toddler 
you see that they are not pretending anything. Everything is raw, everything is just on a surface. When they want something, they want it. When they don't want it, they don't want it. They don't try to be anybody else, because why would they? Isn't it the most ridiculous idea in the whole world that you should be somebody else, that you should be like this or you should be like that? Why would you? You already are. You already are whole. You already are complete. Why would you like to be anybody else? And I kind of feel that it is so beautiful how children, babies, toddlers, how they show it to us, how they reflect it. And then when we grow up, we get more and more conditioning and then when we are adults again, and um, when we are adults, then again, we are sort of like invited, constantly invited to come back to this natural state. But this time with consciousness, with being aware that I am aware. And now when I'm 35, I have this and I can become like a child again which suddenly reminds me about this quote from the Bible. Oh my God, this episode is really suddenly going in beautiful directions that I completely didn't expect. But maybe you remember this, this quote from the Bible when Jesus said that only those who are like children can go to the kingdom of heaven, or I'm not sure if this is the correct English translation because I only remember it in Polish right now. So I feel that this sentence, it is safe to be you, it is invitation to just drop down everything that is not you everything that you think you should be become like a child again become free and then you can enter the kingdom of heaven which is fulfillment some would call it enlightenment or just kind of like being overtaken by love that is how i feel it and just to clarify that, I don't feel it all the time. I would say that I have glimpses of it, that I have moments of it. Moments when love just overtakes me. When I feel, not in my mind, but I feel it with every fiber of my body. That it is absolutely safe to be me. That it is wanted and needed to be exactly as I am without changing one hair on my head that exactly like I am right now, I am the greatest gift to the whole world, to humanity, to the whole universe. I only have glimpses of this, I only have moments of this, but I have them and they help me to remember. And I have this mantra that it is safe to be me. And I feel the consequences of this in my life. And this is something that I wanted to share with you today in this very passionate podcast <laughs> it turned out to be very passionate and i need another sip of tea but i hope that it leaves you inspired that i hope that i managed to touch you somehow some way to inspire you and if i did that I feel extremely grateful and privileged and happy. Thank you for you. Thank you for spending 50 minutes of your time with me. This is such a treasure. Thank you. 
I'm gonna uh, leave all kinds of information in the description of this podcast. So maybe the link to that walking meditation if you want to do it. It's really beautiful. I'm gonna leave you my leave you my um, email address in case you wanna write to me. If you like my podcast, then please share it with the world. Send a link to your friend or share it on social media or in whatever way it feels good to you. But if you find it helpful, if you find it valuable, then first of all, thank you so much. It really touches me deeply. And if you want to, please share it with the world. Thank you for you and thank me for me. (laughs) It is safe to be you. It is safe to be me. It is the greatest gift to the whole world. It is the biggest favor that you can do to me and to everybody to find out who you are really, truly, deeply who you are and then just be it. Own it. I love you dearly and I will talk to you soon again. Aloha. Bye-bye.